right here, I literally preached over the beautiful life of a full-term, stillborn baby, looking her in the face as I tried to utter words of life. My goodness, it won't surprise you at all that I was in an absolute funk the rest of that day and the rest of Wednesday. I couldn't concentrate on anything. I had a hard time focusing. Man, my heart was filled full of sorrow. Not long after that, Mike Atwood, you guys know Mike. Mike and Deb, they attend our church here. They are longtime members of here. Mike got really sick. He's still in the hospital, actually. And I made my way over to the hospital just after the funeral. I helped the family into 208. They had food, and then I made my way to the hospital, and I sat with Mike, who's having a lot of complications. And then, as some of you are following on Facebook, you know that last night, Christy Seaton had to be rushed to the ER, <laughs> had to be admitted to the hospital. She's doing better. We texted this morning. She's doing okay. But uh, things got a little dicey there for a minute. You know, weeks like this, Daniel, can be very, very tough weeks. They can leave us emotionally drained. They can bring up the hardest types of questions to answer when you're dealing knee-deep with sickness and in quite literally with death. It can feel like standing on the back porch of your yard overlooking what could be but isn't. Overlooking what is actually death, but what should be life. You know what's wild about this week? Is that in the midst of a week that has so many complications like this, oh, I failed to mention, I failed to mention this one too. Over the last three weeks, I just feel like I want to tell you this this morning. Over the last three weeks, I've dealt and am dealing with numerous couples that are having issues within their marital relationship. I'll add that to it. The reason I bring that up is because there's numerous couples that I'm talking to this morning that haven't talked to me that are also dealing with this. And I want you to know you are not alone. And for the couples that I have spoken to, I want you to know you are not alone. This is part of life. This is like going to the back deck and overlooking what should be but isn't. You know what's crazy, Rex, about this, this week? In the midst of these troubled things... We had an engagement on Friday. My mind is blown as I am trying to deal with the tough news of infant death. And then within a matter of days, we're clapping hands and hugging and celebrating at the union of new life. Not only that, but graduation. New milestones and, and, and new steps in life and new degrees. Not only that, new members. All in the same stinking week, Michelle. All in the same week, you go from preparing funeral dinners to high-fiving, handing cards, hugging, and imagining the future. It's a wild and bizarre week. There's one other announcement I want to tell you about real quick. Our own Pastor Drew... You have been seen, Drew. Our church board has voted in confidence of you. Our pastoral staff have moved things around so that you could, he's already a pastor on staff, but that you could join us in a compensated manner. Uh, Starting tomorrow, we are bringing uh, 
uh, Drew Simon onto our paid pastoral staff. Yes. Woo! Yes, you should clap. For those of you that are familiar with the history of New Beginnings, you'll know that it's been some years. It's been several years since we've had a dedicated youth pastor, just a youth pastor, on paid staff. It's been several years. And uh, uh, Drew, you represent new life in a week in which we're torn between new things happening and things hurting, pain, struggling, and death. Man, what a crazy week. And so as I've been processing this, Kelsey, I can't help but go back to the very beginning, thinking about when God created. And if we know anything about science, if we're allowed, if we're allowed to read uh, the first part of the Bible with a scientific view, then we know with a rational mind, is there sound in space? You answer that question. Is there sound in space? No, there's not. It's a vacuum of silence. So that means that when God created, God created in what? He created in silence. See, as I'm thinking about things dying this week, I'm thinking about silence. To be quite honest with you, what got me to think about this is when I sat in Allie Williamson's home. This is the mother of the stillborn baby. When I sat in her home, the thing that she told me that arrested my attention is she said, we were expecting so much fanfare, but instead when I delivered Camila, I delivered Camila in silence. I don't think I heard anything more heartbreaking than that because I remember my own children's births and I don't remember them being silent. I, do, you, uh, do you remember when Lizzie was born? Was there anything silent about that? No, no. But for those of us that have walked the painful journey of stillborn babies, you know the pain of this mother's heart born in silence. And I couldn't help but think about a God who begins to bring forth in the same stinking week, in the same week He speaks over chaos and orders the chaos. In the same week, God gives breath to life out of sheer silence. In the same moment, there begins to be function and possibility, and purpose coming out of the vacuum of silence. This is what I thought about this week. I thought about that silence is not the same as being not present. That silence is not synonymous with absence. That to be silent and to be alive in silence, and to be present in silence, and to be breathing in silence is not the same as being absolutely absent, divorced from possibility. <laughs> I think about standing over my garden, and I think about a God who knows gardens. A God who knows gardens very well. 
A God who, when God creates, the first thing that he creates is a garden, and he creates it out of silence. I think about a God who calls us friend, and in 1 John, a God who calls us a child of his. A God who offers us connection within him in such a way that it is like a vine that produces fruit and the fruit is connected and the branch is connected to the very vine and that to remain in this God is to remain in a, in a father who knows how to create life out of silence, who knows the very rhythms of a week that creates sheer terror and celebration. And held together in a father who works within possibility, a father who works within potential, a father whose plan is not what we can imagine, but what God always intends. A father who in the very midst of silence is breathing new life into things that would be hard for us to even imagine. And I think about the possibility of joy overflowing in the lives of those who are struggling. Not because God's final word is the brown spots in your yard or in your life. But that when God sees those brown spots, he sees fertile soil for growth. The life of the church is to speak the faith of a God whose promise does not end when your world crashes down. See, the faith of the church is even when it's the hardest, is to speak life and to speak truth and to tell the first story, the story of God creating in chaos when chaos is happening around you. This This is the testimony of the church. And so I think about you, friends. I think about your bare spots in your life and what you're looking over those spots and you're saying, what good can grow from here? There's nothing but death. And I want to remind you that the Spirit of God is alive in you. You are a child of God. You are a friend of God, and the same breath of God that created Adam out of dust is breathing life into you. And here is the truth this morning, that you did not choose that. God chose you. And like a plant that is full of flowers, choosing the right spot in the yard, God sees you as a plant that is able to produce lots of blooms and lots of fruits, and he is choosing the right spot in which to place you. So in the midst of these crazy weeks, and I know you have them too, in the midst of insane weeks, do you have faith to believe that God is breathing new life in you? I want you to imagine your place of work that no good, rotten place that you have to go to tomorrow, okay? For some of you, you love work. 
for others of you, and I know who you are, you hate work. (laughs) Is it possible that God knows exactly where you work? That God knows exactly where you live? And what you see as death, he sees as potential for his promises and possibilities? Is it possible that you can walk with the faith of the church and the faith of a believer into your place of work tomorrow with joy that overflows from joy because you know the breath of God that was alive in the vacuum of space is alive in the death of your job? I also want you to imagine your home. (laughs) I want you to imagine your home and where you live. I want you to imagine this church, this very body. It may not be your body. You may be visiting here. You may be in the midst of a week of celebration and you're here just visiting. But I want you to imagine your church, wherever your church may be. And I want you to imagine that church coming to life, not because the final word has been written upon it, but because that church and this church belongs to a God who just does not know death. And so could we join together this morning as people of faith that believe in the first story, the story where God chooses us and moves into life. You, friends, are a plant that is waiting waiting to produce fruit in the love and activity of God. Faithful says, amen. Amen. Yes. Your work Your place of living, your place of worship is not a place of death. It is a place waiting to burst with life in God's promises. And the faithful says, amen. Chipman Commons is no longer a place of death. It was when we bought it in 2013, but it is not now, is it? It is a place coming to life and we get to tell that story. And the faithful says, Amen. Around the room this morning are different stations of prayer that we're going to invite you in just a minute to go and place yourself in those stations of prayer. Pastor Drew is going to come and explain those for us. And as Drew comes, I want to tell you, I want you to pray with the faith of the church. Pray for fruit in barren places. Because you belong, you belong to a God who does not know death. Amen. Amen.